happy 4th of July, you guys. Yes, I am recording this on the 4th of July, even though you're hearing it on the 5th of July, probably, or whatever day you happen to be listening to this. Maybe you're listening to this on the 4th of July in 2026. Who knows, for all I know. Wherever you are, whoever you are, whenever you are, I wish you a happy 4th of July 2019 from the Dominican Republic. Um... I have been, yes, I've been out traipsing around the whole world, uh, thinking about the fact that this podcast is coming from me, an American, in a very narrow and specific perspective, being a millennial in the Adventist church and my attitude as someone in the NAD. (laughs) And I've been realizing, of course, going to all these different places and seeing other people's lives and hearing their experiences and perspectives that... My perspective on this podcast is a very, very narrow slice of human life, and, uh, um, you know, I, it's been interesting. However, I will also say that I don't think it makes this podcast any less useful, because it is my perspective, and, um, and I think many of you share whatever that short, small sliver, uh, is being, you know, in the NID, being a millennial, having the same experiences and identifying, because I've heard from a lot of you the fact that you guys can identify with what I talk about here. So I don't think it diminishes the usefulness or the benefit, um, of what I'm trying to do here, but it has been interesting to realize. I mean, because it's always useful. It's always a benefit to see outside of your own little bubble and your own little way of life to realize like, oh, everything that I think isn't the entire world. Um, Anyway, so that's just a little thought that I had tumbling around in my head. But in honor of Independence Day today, and the fact that I'm out of the country um, and have been experiencing a lot of interesting things in various places, I wanted to talk about freedom. Because you all know, I know that this comes as a surprise to you, but freedom is very important to me. Free will is very important to me, and it's a topic that I could talk about every day for the rest of my life. So why not talk about it today on the day of all days, the Independence Day that celebrates freedom? So we're going to do that. Um, But first, there's some housekeeping that we need to take care of. Uh, You guys, I have good news and bad news for you. The really good news is, guess what? It's almost the one-year anniversary of the Adventist Millennial Podcast. Can you believe that? That's crazy. I, I honestly, I think I even said in the pilot episode of this podcast that if I, I wouldn't surprise myself if I just didn't follow through and kind of petered out. So I'm a little bit surprised that I'm still here. You guys should be shocked and horrified that I'm still here considering how badly I've procrastinated. I've been transparent about the fact that I, (laughs) this is all like a flying by the seat of my pants type of operation, but I'm thankful to still be here almost a year later, and I'm thankful for that you guys are still here, or if you're just joining that you're just joining. Um, it's been a, it's been a fun ride, but here comes the bad news. Dum, dum, dum. Episode 52. That would be the end of August. Anniversary episode. First year anniversary episode of the Adventist Millennial Podcast. I'll be going on hiatus. Yes, you heard that right. Start crying. Start getting your buckets out for all the tears that will be flooding your home. Um, Maybe you can, maybe we can fix California's drought from all the tears that will be shed from the fact that 
I'm going on hiatus. I can't tell you how long. Um, will this be the end of Adventist Millennial Podcast? Who's to know? I, I hope it's not. But like I said, I've been a flake from the beginning, and I've told you that from the beginning. So, I, at least I'm giving you an eight-week warning to sort of come to terms with this as a reality. <laughs> I am sad about it. Um, but, man, I have so much going on, and um, it's a lot of work, you guys, creating this, despite appearances, despite the fact that my effort doesn't seem very high in this podcast, I have put a lot of work into it, and it is a big workload to keep these coming every week, and as much as I've had fun doing it, as much as I have learned a lot about myself, about what I think. I've learned a lot about what you guys think, a lot about your experiences and our sliver of life in the American Adventist millennial world. Um, It's time for a little break. So yeah, so end of August, last week of August, episode 52, that will be the farewell episode for conceivably... I don't know. I'll get back to you on whether or not this is coming back, but guys, I'm still alive. You can still reach out to me. I still want to hear your experiences. Just because I'm not doing a weekly episode doesn't mean I don't care anymore. I mean, not that I cared that much to begin with, as you all know, but all I'm saying is I'm still here. If you want to hit me up, I'm open to a conversation. If you're listening to back episodes and you think, hey, I have a thought about that, you know, I'm still here. I'm still alive. So just want to throw that out there. You can always reach me at adventistmillennial at gmail.com. I'll keep my Instagram and my Facebook. I may put out content periodically like videos or, you know, jokes, roasts of various things and people. You never know what's coming down the pike. I'm a creative. I can't stop myself from creating stuff. So just keep an eye out. I can't guarantee what it will be or when it will be. But, you know, I'm not going away. Just no more apple pies for whales for a little while. Um, that being said, I appreciate all of you guys. I've had a lot of fun with you, but let's go ahead and dive into this episode. So, Independence Day in the United States, America, 4th of July, the day of freedom, the red, white, and blue. Let's talk about What makes America the greatest country? And we're not going to have a discussion about whether America is the greatest country. You either think it is or you don't. And if you don't, that's a conversation for another day. (laughs) We're going on the assumption, as most Americans, the general sentiment in America throughout the past, you know, several decades has been that America is the greatest country in the world currently, if not of all time. Uh, Goat status, I believe. But the question is, what has made America the greatest country in the world. You could gripe about a lot of things about America. Many people do, as you know, in 2019. Um, And I'm not necessarily planning to get extremely political, but let's be honest, even the 4th of July is political in 2019. Uh, So we'll be that as it may. I'm going to talk about this uh, from my perspective and whatever happens, happens. So... Um, anyway, back to what I was saying. You could gripe about a lot of things about America, but really, what makes America, uh, what I think makes America so unique is the freedom that we have. And I don't think, I think most Americans would agree on that. Um, at least, 
up until recent history, most would agree on that. And it's not just because, you know, our constitution or Western culture or yada, 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 whatever reasons you have for why America has valued freedom, um, whatever those are, I think are irrelevant because, well, what the constitution says is that our freedom as given to us by God, and I think that's correct, um, because God created us to be autonomous, to, to have our inalienable rights, to have human dignity, to have our individual and personal freedom, to have free will, to have the ability to choose what we want to do and then to go and do that. And Americans can appreciate this in our country, but the strange thing is, this is a religious podcast after all, an Adventist podcast, Do we hold that idea present in our theology? And I've talked about this a lot, and you guys probably know where I'm going with this. But American or Western culture believes that anything is possible. Because when when humans are free, when we're able to do what we want and to pursue the things that we want to pursue, humans are amazing. We're able to accomplish incredible things when we have the freedom to do that. Um, and I think this is what God has created us to do. But the ultimate goal of Satan, of course, hashtag mark of the beast, is to cripple us and to coerce us until we are not able to be autonomous anymore. So we believe in, in the United States, we believe, <laughs> we believe in individual freedom in a political sense. Do we as Adventists in the NAD specifically um, believe that in our theology? Do we believe that... It's important for humanity to be free in religion as well. Because, um, I think you all know that we have a lot of rules, and I don't know that we necessarily uphold individual freedom in the same way that we do when it comes to, you know, m- m- individual rights and hashtag America freedom type stuff. Um, so, back to what I was saying. I believe America has been the country that it has been. Because the political philosophy that we have, have had, whatever, however you want to see it at this point in time, um, has happened to coincide with the principle, my personal theological philosophy, of the importance, the ultimate importance of human autonomy. And I think it's God's desire for us to learn how to walk. So he talks about this in Hosea. Like, you know, what's the verse in, I think it's like in Hosea 11, where, hang on, let me just look this verse up really quick. All right, Hosea 11, verse 3. It says, I, it was I who taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by the arms, but they didn't realize I was the one who healed them. I led them with the cords of human kindness, with ties of love. To them, I was like one who lifts a little child to the cheek, and I bent down to feed them. This is one of my favorite passages. Um, But, like, God wants to teach us to walk. He wants to teach us to be free. He wants to teach us how to be responsible, how to make our own decisions, (laughs) But that's a difficult thing. It's hard. It's a lot of responsibility. And um, and it's not something that we, uh, that we can achieve very easily as humans. We kind of are default to say, somebody tell me what to do. But there's this weird separation that I see between, in the United States, between political ideas and religion, 
where if you believe in free will in a political sense, you probably don't in a religious sense. If you believe in human freedom in a religious sense, you probably are less likely in a political sense. And it doesn't make sense to me. Why I'm seen as theologically liberal yet politically conservative, and why that's such a rare <laughs> sort of perspective to have, when ultimately my one guiding principle is humanity needs to utilize the free will that we've been given by God and to accept the responsibility that we have. And that's consistent across all of my philosophies, whether they be political or religious or social or whatever. And, and I think that God created us, created humanity with the ability to have free will because he wanted us to be free enough to be able to love and be loved. I mean, I, we've all heard this. We're all Adventists. We've all heard the whole, you can't force someone to love you if you put a gun to someone's head and tell them love me. You can't really force it. But do we really believe that? Do we believe that in our theology? Do we believe that in the things that we do and say about God? God created us because he wanted friends. Like, I identify with this in many, many ways. Like, the, the loneliness of having no friends and maybe I could just create some out of thin air. I can draw my friends. <laughs> I could be friends with my stuffed animals. But can you really be friends with your stuffed animals? Because you're stuffed animals can't love you back. And when we say that God just wants us to do what he says, regardless of our free will or desires, um, we're making ourselves into stuffed animals. And I don't think that that is what we were created for. And I think it breaks God's heart when we take our in purpose in being created and basically say, no thanks. That's too hard for us um, true, because true freedom requires us to want to be free. Um, as you can't force someone to love you, you can't force someone to want to be free if they just want to um, be told <laughs> what to do and say. It requires us to be willing to take on a lot of responsibility because freedom is responsibility. To be free, you have to be able to set goals. You have to believe that these things can be achieved and achieve them. You have to take your humanity into your own hands and, and figure out what exactly to do with that instead of just walking on the line you were told to walk on. It requires us to have restraint. It requires us to, to be selfless. It, freedom requires a lot of things from us, and that's why... People are so scared of it. We like the idea of freedom for ourselves, but not necessarily for other people. And that's what makes it so scary. But it's also at the same time the most beautiful thing you can imagine. And God really, truly, stop for a second. Hear what I'm saying. God really wants us to be free. Like, everything that you know about Adventism... <laughs> Like, apply that absolutely to everything you know about Adventism. Does it work? Does everything you know about Adventism allow for the statement, God truly wants us to be free? Does God want us to be vegetarian? <laughs> Does God want us to go to church on Saturday? Does he want us to wear skirts only below the knee? Does he want us only to sing songs that have no syncopation? Does he want us to take off our jewelry? Does he want, what does God want from humanity? None of those things can be answered yes. If the ultimate statement, God wants us to be free, 
is the highest statement, the, the top most priority. So what do you do with that? What do you do with that, Adventists? God wants us to learn how to be independent enough that we can understand what it means and choose to love other people. And in order for us to do that, all of these rules that we've imposed on ourselves are simply that, imposed by ourselves because of a misconception we have about what God wants from us. Um, if our theology doesn't say that God wants us to be free, we're telling a lie. We're hurting our own ability as well to be able to be what God created us to be. Because, like I said, if you don't want to be free, um, that creates a problem. And I've talked about freedom versus slavery a couple weeks ago. This is kind of part two of that. Slavery changes what you're able to do and be as a human. It breaks your will. It causes you... <laughs> it, it breaks you. I mean, that's essentially, we all know this. The Israelites were slaves. One of the huge problems coming out of, um, coming out of slavery and having to wander around in the wilderness for however many decades was the fact that the Israelites had the mentality of people who were broken, people who did not understand what it means to be free people who did not want to be free they wanted to be told what to do they didn't want the responsibility of making their own decisions and it was really difficult to lead them into a, a joyful life of prosperity and responsibility when it's not exactly what they wanted and um they weren't free in their own minds as i've said as the dwarves in the last battle which i've mentioned before um and Okay, everyone, clench your butts, because I'm about to get a little bit political. America, as a sovereign nation, cannot force other countries to be free either. We can't go intervene in the Middle East and bring democracy if the people there don't want the responsibility of freedom. This applies in political spheres. It applies in religious context. To change people's minds about what freedom means, to make them realize that Yes, freedom means you can do whatever you want. It also means you have the responsibility to do the right thing. Um, and even if someone chooses to not do the right thing, that doesn't mean they should lose their freedom. That's the most, <laughs> that's the most difficult thing is to see, oh, I see you, the fact that you um, are going to misuse your freedom or however I consider you to be misusing your freedom uh, does not give me license to take away your freedom. And it doesn't give uh, us license in religion to take away people's freedom when we think that they're not obeying what God, you know, has told us to do or whatever. I hope, I hope, I hope you guys are <laughs> getting an idea of what I'm, how I'm trying to relate this to religion because I've talked about it so much that it's very clear in my mind, hopefully it's being communicated to you in a way that's understandable, but we can't make other people be free. And I, I have been recently in a communist country and um, it was extremely, uh, I don't know what's the word, difficult for me. As I, I know you guys will be shocked to realize that I am quite a rebellious person and I do not like being told what to do. So being in a communist country <laughs> was a test for me. Um, but, but seriously, like, this political oppression 
which disallows anyone from having complete autonomy um, from the government, uh, was was <laughs> a shocking uh, similarity in my mind to uh, <laughs> our our uh, Christian religion in almost every denomination, every denomination actually, um, with a very small sliver of the heretical uh, <laughs> the heretical people who believe that God isn't trying to tyrannize us the, in the way that communist governments tyrannize their populations. <laughs> I know you're all shocked to hear this, that I'm comparing our religion to communism. <laughs> but, but no, uh, seriously. What I saw in Cuba um, was really very difficult for me uh, to imagine as as an entire life um because i enjoy and i love my political freedom in the united states i enjoy and love my religious freedom my free speech i enjoy and love all of that and um and i cannot imagine and uh, as you all know i also enjoy my my not just religious freedom in a political sense but my freedom in religion um which which is heresy in most people's minds, um, because I don't believe that God has all of these rules imposed on us the way that we sort of impose them on each other. But to take all of my philosophies and to go, go there and see acted out in real people's lives on a daily basis, the fact that they have no freedom whatsoever, um, to do the things that they want to do, to buy the things that they want to buy, to say the things that they want to say, um, just ripped my heart out. And I see religion doing that um, to people in a similar way, where we may be living in a free economy, in a place where we have, you know, material opportunity left and right, but we don't have character opportunity, really. Um, because if you believe that God has a huge set of rules that you are forced to follow no matter what, um, and you're not allowed to choose, you just have to simply surrender, that stops your character from growing. It stops you from becoming responsible. It stops you from, from developing as a human, from developing into the kind of friend that God would like to have in you. It's kind of a shocking comparison to make um, for those of us who love our <laughs> traditional Adventism um, and hate communism, whatever. Um, but I think the parallel is real, and I think that that's something that was really difficult for me to see, um, and it's difficult for me to think about and to think of, of what God wishes for us for our lives and to see that that's just simply not possible in many ways in this world. Um, which circles me back around to Independence Day, the United States of America celebrating um, the 4th of July and the importance I see in maintaining the um, incredible and amazing country that we have by continuing to propagate 
what a pure joy it is to be free and the importance of freedom. And if we can't tie our theology into our practical life in a way that that makes sense and that allows us to not only be free in in our politics but to be free in in our view of God to to understand that he is not tantamount to a communist government. <laughs> if we're not able to do that, I don't know what are we going to do you guys? Like uh, we're going to continue seeing the hemorrhage I think that we are seeing of people leaving the church. We're going to continue to see the um, refusal to accept the walking away, the, the, the feeling that all many of us as Adventist millennials have of, well, I don't like what I see I don't, because it, it doesn't sit right with my, Amer- let's be honest, our American mentality, which is correct in that uh, we've been raised and brought up to love our independence and to love our freedom and our love to love our ability to choose what we want to do and who we want to be. And if that doesn't translate, there's a big problem. And we have to continue to share that perspective with other people in a way that makes the responsibility something we're willing to bear for the benefit of the of the freedom that responsibility brings to us. Guys, uh, this is a really, really big and broad topic, and I have a lot of thoughts still swirling around, unformulated, that's difficult for me to articulate them. <laughs> this seems to be, co- be, be becoming a common theme in this podcast, that I have something I feel is very profound and wise to tell you all but I can't seem to articulate it in a way that's satisfying to me partly because of my low effort and partly because communication is very difficult which is why I'm going on hiatus just to bring it back around to the beginning of the episode (laughs) um uh but if you guys have thoughts on this if you guys have thoughts on freedom all of you Americans out there on why our 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 ideas about freedom in America as a political and civic thing, um, why they don't coincide with our theology, and if you think, if you agree that they don't coincide, or what your thoughts are on that, and if you're not American, I mean, I think Americans tend to think we have a monopoly on the a monopoly on the love of the idea and the love of freedom, but I'm sure you all have your opinions as well. Um, let me know what you think. Email me, send me a message, call me up on the phone, um, whatever it takes. Let me know what you think, uh, and I hope you have a great holiday weekend. Uh, do you people get Friday off? That's a good question. On a, on a holiday like the 4th of July, on a Thursday, do you also get Friday off? Personally, I had to work on the, the 4th of July and Friday and Saturday and Sunday. So what's it to me? But I hope you all have a great weekend and I'll see you next week.